a Tyrese Maxey stat that absolutely blew me away. Questions about Seth Curry and Charles Bassey in the mailbag, and the Sixers are getting ready to take on the best team in the league. That's right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. And don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter, at Serena Winters, talk to me about the show. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Plus, we have great sponsors. And today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Shout out to True Bill, and let's get the show started. I saw a Tyrese Maxey stat today that absolutely blew me away. Blew me away. PBPStats.com keeps track of self-created effective field goal percentage. Essentially, it's just the effective field goal percentage of non-assisted shots, right? And as you'd expect, Seth Curry and Kevin Durant are one and two. They're great ISO players. But guess who's number four? Number four on that list right now in the NBA to date is Tyrese freaking Maxey. At 53.6%. Curry's at 56.4%. Tyrese Maxey is on that list. Jalen Brunson of the Mavs, number three, and Jean Morant and Chris Paul, five and six. But I have to tell you, when Mike Lynch on Twitter tweeted this out, I literally stopped what I was doing to make sure I was reading that right and double-checked it. Because that is some really, really big company. Oh, and just another side note for you. Maxi is ridiculously close to being part of the 50-40-90 club right now. He's averaging 51% from the field this season, 39.3% from three, and 88.5% from the free throw line. Look, I know there's still a lot of this season left to be played. I know that. But I still have to celebrate this kid. Speaking of free throws, Maxie's been 17 for 17 over his past two games. Can you imagine if he adds that to his game consistently? Can you imagine? All right, one more Maxie note before we move on. Did y'all see his post-game interview with Ala on the Sixers broadcast after their win over the Kings the other night? <laughs> oh... So if you didn't, Ola was asking Tyrese about learning from Sam Cassell, a two-time NBA champion. And Tyrese let Ola finish his question before he said, 
First of all, I'm going to have to correct you because Sam Cassell would get mad at me if I don't. I think he has three championship rings, two with the Rockets and one with the Celtics. If he hears that you said two, he's going to get mad at me. Just classic. Classic Tyrese. He's something I look forward to talking about every day. I really do. On another note, I re-listened to Doc Rivers' post-game presser after their win over the Kings the other night. And one thing that he said did stand out to me. Doc was asked how Matisse Thibel's confidence was different from this year to last year. And Doc said that he thought that maybe Matisse needed him, as in needed Doc, to be more confident in him offensively and just allow him to play. And Doc said he thought that Matisse now understands what Doc wants and needs from him and how he wants him to play. Look, offensively, Doc wants Thibel to embrace cutting, embrace the pick and roll. And we saw that in flashes against Sacramento. He had 15 points and all but one of his field goals was within two feet. It made me think of something Thibel actually told Gina Mizell of the Philadelphia Inquirer, who we had on the show a couple days ago, earlier in the season. This was before he hit the health and safety protocols. And he said that he was second-guessing himself a lot this season. And now I'm hoping that, you know, Doc and his teammates have helped to instill that confidence of how he can best be utilized offensively on this team. And look, when Thibel's aggressive cutting, that really is what helps open up the offense. And that's what enabled him to be successful offensively against the Kings. We all know how good he is on defense. We all know his strengths there. But that area of his game that he still has to improve on in order to get more playing time, especially in late-game scenarios when the Sixers need guys on the floor that can also score, is that area. So if Thibel can embrace that type of game, you know, he's not a guy that needs to be out in the perimeter and just shoot and catch and shoot threes. That is not what Doc wants from him. He's not Seth Curry. But if he can be constantly moving within the offense, constantly being a a distraction, defenders then coming over to help on him, now you're opening up space for others in the offense. And when he does not do that and he's out on the floor, the offense suffers. So seeing that from him the other night and hearing what Doc had to say, certainly a plus in my book. All right, well, coming up, we are hitting the mailbag. We've got questions about Seth Curry's cold stretch, Charles Bassey, and my golf game. (laughs) But first, let me tell you about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. I can tell you from personal experience, I have looked at my credit card bill and have been charged subscriptions for renewals 
that I didn't want. That's where Truebill comes in. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. All of the good foods, all the good treats. But maybe you want to taste a yummy dessert that is not so full of calories and sugar. That's where Built Bar comes in. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Think about it this way. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. And that's, to be honest with you, that's on the low end. But most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. And they've got plenty of protein. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Maybe you want to replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Or maybe you just want to have both. It's all up to you. I'm not judging. But go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. All right, we are opening up the mailbag. Let's get started with the Seth Curry questions. This one says, should we be concerned about Seth Curry's recent drop-off? Is there a correlation between how Curry is currently being used in the offense and his shooting effectiveness suffering? All right, this is twofold here. First, I'll start with the second part. Is there a correlation between how Curry is being used in the offense and his shooting effectiveness suffering? The short answer is yes. The simple answer is no Joel Embiid. And not having Joel Embiid out on the floor completely impacts how Seth Curry is being utilized, how he's getting his shots, what the spacing is looking like. And then the short answer to the first part of the question, am I concerned about it, is no. Because of how much this correlates to the Sixers not having Joel Embiid out in the court right now. Let's go a little bit deeper into that. Look, if you look at Seth's numbers when Joel Embiid was healthy and not in the safety protocols, right? So let's call this before November 6th. Seth was shooting 60%. He had an effective field goal percentage of 71.8%. That's almost unheard of. And he was shooting 50% from three. Then fast forward, and beads and health and safety protocols, and take a look at Seth Curry's numbers. He drops to 34.3%. His effective field goal percentage is 42.5%. And from three, his, he's 33.3%. So why is that? Well, he shoots more pull-up jumpers when Joel Embiid is not on the floor, right? He shoots less catch-and-shoot shots when Joel Embiid's not out there. 
And Seth Curry is a catch-and-shoot guy. I mean, that's his bread and butter, right? So now he's forced to put the ball on the floor more, and he's shooting more jumpers, and he's not as effective in those areas. Seth Curry is better when he does not put the ball on the ground. He puts the ball on the ground a lot more when Joel Embiid isn't playing. So the spacing is not the same right now as it was to start the season. And that is what is affecting Seth Curry's shooting percentages right now. At least that's how I see it. And because that's how I see it, I'm not concerned about it. Because I think that once Joel Embiid comes back, you'll see Curry's numbers start to average back out. This is such a different team right now. So I'm not worried about it. Thanks for the question, though. Next question is, who has more long-term potential? B-Ball Paul or C-Bass? This is interesting because Charles Bassey has been getting a lot more time lately, right? Like, he's kind of who's fresh in my mind right now, I'll say. Because he's had a solid, pretty solid, past few games. Consistent minutes. Over his last four games, Bassey's averaging 14.5 minutes per game, 6.3 points, 6 rebounds. And we're talking about him a lot. Paul Reed got a lot more time to start the year than Charles Bassey. And we talked about him a decent amount when we saw him shine, right? Because he's he's that energy guy. Look, Seabass and B-Ball Paul are different players. I think... Paul Reed's greatest strength is always going to be that he is that energy guy that you need on the floor when you need a burst. And that's a great, great quality to have. He's athletic. If there's a loose ball, he's going to be on it. You can always count on him for that. He's got a thinner frame than Bassey. But then Bassey, he's savvy. At least that's what it seems like instinctually. He's got passing skills. He's got this screen and roll play. Did you see him play defense on Nikola Jokic? Because I sure did. Did he make mistakes? Of course. But man, he also... Locked that former MVP down for a minute. And then you're hearing coaches talk about how he is just loud and how he communicates and talks on defense for a rookie. Remember, Charles Bassey is a rookie. It's kind of a big deal that Doc Rivers is even playing him right now because if you know Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers does not like to play rookies. He does not. But he's trusted in his coaching staff who said that Bassey was ready. And then Bassey came out and he performed. He does defensively make some just dumb fouls. But the, the mistakes that I see that Bassey makes, I think that those can all be correctable with time. He's just young. And there's a defensive learning curve. And if you study in this league, you will get better at it. So where I see he lacks, I can definitely see him improving as time comes. 
All that to say, if I have to choose who I think has more potential, I'm going with Charles Bassey. Really for the reasons I just said. Thanks for the question. Time for one more, and I should have known I was going to get a lot of golf questions because I ended up posting on Instagram that my mailbag was open to a golf video. (laughs) So I had several. So I'll sum up some of them here. I've got from Andy, what is my favorite club in my bag? Which club do I have complete confidence when I swing it? And then I've got someone else asking, what's my usual score in golf? (laughs) Well, for anyone that plays golf out there, I think you can feel me when I say that I don't have complete confidence with any club in my bag. There's never a complete, complete confidence when I get out there. But I will say this, favorite club in my bag is my driver. I've been ripping that thing lately and it's just fun to hit. So that's the club where, especially if the tee box is perched a little high and you've got a great view, I feel so good when I get up there and I just rip it. (laughs) Now I'm laughing at myself for saying that I'm probably just going to top the ball next time I get out there on my perch with my driver in my hand. I'll have nobody to blame but myself. And for those wanting to know what my usual score is in golf... Look, I'm not very good, very good, but I love golf. Um, I shot 90 on Sunday at a really, really hard course. Um, so I was, I was good with it. I was good with the 90, you know? Good number of pars, lots of bogeys. And then you throw in the triple, which really gets you. It really gets you. You know, when you go par, par, bogey, bogey, par, triple... You feel it. You feel it. But I love it. Thanks to everyone who sends in mailbag questions. I'll make sure to check the mailbag again next week. All right, quick note before we get into our Warriors Sixers preview with Kareth Burke from NBC Sports Bay Area. Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, and Danny Green are all currently listed as questionable for the matchup against the Warriors. Bet Online is back. And better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joining me now to talk about the best team in the NBA right now and help me preview the Sixers matchup against them. Kareth Berg from NBC Sports Bay Area is here. Kareth, thanks for joining me. Hi, Serena. I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. Oh, thanks, Kareth. It is so good to talk to you. And I just have to say with watching this Warriors team, you you guys are ridiculous. I mean, the Warriors right now are 15 and two sitting on top of the West blowing out teams by an average of 13.1 points per game. 
just a ridiculous point differential. And for the listeners out there, though, that aren't keeping track with this Warriors team, what can you tell us since you are there every single day about how dominant this team has been this season? The show is back, Serena, and the Warriors have the number one defensive rating. They're number one in points scored. They're number one in assists. They're top three in uh, field goals made, three points made, rebounds. They are total package this season. And the most different thing is it's not just Steph Curry. It's all of their offensive weapons right now. And then also on the defensive side, you have Draymond Green looking vintage. He said after the last game, he wants to be defensive player of the year. He wants to be an all-star again. And a motivated Draymond is a lethal Draymond. You just brought up a point that I was completely surprised by that the Warriors, the team that I think of as just this all offense dynamite team, just dropping bombs. They are the number one defensive rating in the NBA. Number one. That threw me for a loop. How has this team gotten to that point where we are talking about them as the best defense in the NBA? Yeah, it does start with Draymond, who is healthy, who is engaged. And he said he can see that this is a better team. Also consider the new pieces back with the team. You have Andre Iguodala, which is strange calling him a new piece, considering his (laughs) role in the dynasty. Um, But his know-how on the court, you also have Gary Payton II. So when he was coming up through the G League, He led the G League in steals, and you can see how crafty he is now. I mean, okay, sure, like father, like son. They also have some more veterans on the team, like Bielitsa, like Otto Porter Jr. So just guys with a more complete know-how. I mean, Steve Kerr has talked about how happy he is that they don't have to drill down fundamentals and practice anymore. The, The intelligence of the team is higher at this level. And then you have just more development for somebody like Jordan Poole, who's in his third year. You also have Steph Curry making an emphasis to be a better two way player. Everybody has to be all in on defense and they are. I think for me as an outsider watching these games, watching the Warriors, I look at last season and this season, and the biggest difference to me is that the Warriors don't need Steph to shoot, you know, at least 30 points a game to win games, right? I mean, sure, Steph's still going to do that, but the Warriors are still winning games without him doing that, and they struggled in that area last season. Is that to you the biggest difference between these two teams, or is there more to it than that? And that's just what I see as an outsider. No, I would say that's a a good representation of what's happening. Steph has help this season because last year, you know, team, you have to frustrate Steph if you want any sort of chance of beating the Warriors. And Steph had an explosive season where he averaged 32 points per game. That was, you know, getting blitz, getting double team, getting trapped. Somehow Steph will still do it. But if he has an off night and the man is human, where else would they go? You know, a big storyline last season was do the Warriors keep their leads during the non-Steph minutes when he's taking a break, when he's resting on the bench. And they struggled with that. But you bring up scores, you can have 30 on any given night. In fact, in the last game, both Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins scored more than 30 points. And it was at the same time, right? This coexists. This is wild. At the same time, when the Raptors did a good job frustrating Steph, So all of these knobs are are turning. If Steph is down, they'll get more from player X, player Y. And I know Steph is relieved as well. The Warriors made a commitment to making sure they can get back in contention this season after the Warriors did kind of admit that last year was a bit of a a developmental season at, at the cost of a few wins. 
you just said that basically the championship expectations and Kareth, I saw a couple of things today from you. First of all, we talk about all of this and we haven't mentioned the fact that Clay Thompson <laughs> the could be coming weather. back soon. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. So <laughs> imagining how much even better this team can be, but I saw you tweet that Clay Thompson said that they're considering this year as a championship or bust year. And that's from somebody right now that's sitting on the sidelines. Is there anything that you can tell us about Clay when we might see him out there on an NBA court again? I mean, what has it been since 2019? It, it has in the finals of 2019. So we're coming up on two years, about two and a half years as Clay Thompson recovers from first the ACL injury and then the Achilles heel injury. It's been so long. And when he spoke to us today, you can feel the happiness radiating off of him. Now he is in that sort of funky space where he is extremely close to coming back, but close as far as the scale of these injuries might mean a few more weeks, maybe around Christmas, maybe into the new year. Um, The team has not given a date or a timeline for his recovery. They want to make sure he has all of the runway in the world to get his strength back, his endurance back, to get back in game shape. But it is exciting to see Clay at practice. He's doing five-on-five scrimmages. As you know, that's one of the last milestones for a player to do before he makes his comeback. So it's, it's, it's that funky space of like, he's close, but not quite, but he's close, but not quite. Um, and for Clay, I love listening to him talk about championship hopes. He remembers he was playing the best basketball of, of his career when he went out in 2019. Now he's sort of coming back to a Warriors team that once again is on the upswing. And you see how much it means to him to be a part of that. He wants to be a potent part of the offense the way he used to be right alongside Steph Curry. Well, the Sixers taking on the Warriors and let's just say the Sixers very depleted. I mean, the last game they played against the Kings, they were without four of their current starters. There was obviously, you know, no Joel Embiid. We know what's happening with Ben Simmons, no Ben Simmons, but then Tobias Harris was out with a hip injury and Seth Curry was out with back stiffness. So I'm thinking about, you know, how can the Sixers beat this Warriors team? What areas can you exploit? When you watch this Warriors team, we've only seen it happen twice this season, which is crazy. What areas do you think a team could exploit, Kareth? Because I know that you said that you've got to frustrate Steph Curry, right? You have to do that. But then on the other side of things, the only other area that I can see, and the Sixers don't have that right now because Joel Embiid is not on the court, is really size. And if you do try to exploit the Warriors with size, then you've got to also match up with them on the other end and not let the Warriors outrun you. So where are, if there are any weaknesses to this team that an opponent has to focus on to exploit in the scouting report? Yeah. First, credit to the Sixers, because in their depleted state, they did get a win against the Kings. They have to be able to walk into Chase Center with hope that, hey, anything can happen here. Let's just play our best basketball. And to your point, ways to exploit the Warriors. They are vulnerable when it comes to turnovers and fouling. So if the Sixers can step in those passing lanes, whether they have size or not, if they can just really be on lock on defense, who knows what could happen? They can give themselves a chance. 
Warriors also the number one fast break team in the NBA. And let me tell you, it's that's transition defense has been one of the Achilles heels for the Sixers this season. So that's definitely something they're going to have to look out for right now. We don't have an update on Tobias Harris or Seth Curry. I will tell you that Tobias Harris talked with Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer and Tobias didn't sound too optimistic that he would be back for this game. He kind of just said that we'll see how the injury heals. Um, so we're not sure. What about on your side of things, Kareth? I think I saw that Andre Godala is out for the game. Are there any injuries for you to report in terms of guys not playing? At this point, all I know is it sounds like Andre Godala uh, will be out, and then we'll check the injury report closer to the game. Sounds good, Kareth. As always, you are the best. Please follow Kareth on Twitter if you don't already. She is at Kareth Burke. She also has a good podcast. And I do believe you interviewed Kate Scott, the Sixers play-by-play for the podcast. So for the Sixers listeners out there that want to learn more about Kate Scott, plug it, Kareth, plug it. Dubs Talk. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, the like. And it's so nice to have that chat with Kate Scott. I hope hope Sixers fans love her as much as we did in the Bay Area. Thank you so much for joining me, Kareth. Thank you. That's going to wrap up this episode of Locked on Sixers. Hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. We won't have a podcast for you tomorrow. We're taking the day off, and we hope you all enjoy it too. If you need another podcast to listen to, go check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, and we'll see you on Friday morning.